everyone, and welcome to the Legion of Live stream, episode number 219, the 29th of June, 2019. I am your first host, Alex Garthon Marsh. With me, as always, is Brent Heathen Dog Rizma. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well. We're doing well. We're in high spirits, and we're going to give you some amazing content for the low, low price of, well, one, one subscription. There you go. That's right. Well, it'd be nice if you subscribe. You don't have to. We'd prefer it, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you no. definitely have to. Oh, darn it. Now it's contractually <laughs> obligated. How are you doing today, Mr. Heathen Dog? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, let's see. Fourth uh, of July is coming up. I got family coming around, and my mom's going to take my son. So we're going to have a week of just me and my wife, where we get to go and do all the things that you can't do with a kid and go out to movies that are interesting. Oh, that sounds good. Yes, that would be great. <laughs> I, I haven't seen an interesting movie in a long time at the theater, anyway. <laughs> uh, I remember those days. My kids are old enough I could go to some interesting films. Oh, but okay. then I got to pay for like 30 people to go see a film. So it feels like it all. Like, how much? Like I pay, It still feels like a ripoff because you're paying so much for a mediocre film. Yeah, pretty much. You know, yeah. well, Endgame wasn't mediocre. Endgame was was good, as good as it could be. Yeah, if you're trying to tie a lot together, there it's hard to make it excellent. Yeah, yeah there's a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of cooks in that uh, little uh, little uh, uh, food extravaganza you had there. So some stuff had to be uh, a little weaker than others. That's true. I'm excited that you're playing through Portal Two single player. I mean, it's been so long that it came out that all the memes are gone, but still, it's a fantastic game. Especially with all I can't, the memes. I can't wait for the end song. Like, the, the end of the, the end song that, that GLaDOS sings in End of Portal 1 was awesome. I loved it. And I'm told, I did I purposely did not look it up on YouTube. I'm told that the, that the second song is really good, too. So, I can't wait for that. I wouldn't get your hopes up too high. Oh. <laughs> just just don't just don't judge it too high. It, it's, something happens, it's pretty cool, but it's not on that level. Okay. Did you know, actually, at the end of Portal 1... It's going to be a little off topic here, but the, at the end of Portal One, uh, you actually you escape and then you get knocked out, and a robot drags you drags you yes. back in. That yes. was actually supposed to tie in to Half Life Three. Really? It was. And then Half Life Three never happened, and so when they made Portal Two, they said, "Ah, screw it, whatever," well, and they please. didn't even bother explaining it. Hey, Raven's Lair. Hey, Raven's Lair. How you doing? So, oh, are you are you on your phone again? If his phone, if so, his phone has a terrible autocorrect. It does. Might be on his phone. Raiders Lair likes his phone. Not on his phone. Oh, okay. All right. But the, so, yeah, that was supposed to be a whole, they're actually going to interconnect the Half-Life and Portal games, but that's gone through out the window. It's no longer a thing. Well, uh, there are a lot of Cave Johnson's uh, hate for Black Mesa. Yes, which is always hilarious. Yes. (laughs) I love Cave Johnson. Dang it. What you know, they there is still rumors that J.K. Simmons is going to come back as J. Jonah Jameson. Those rumors still persist, and he will never say no. I believe it. And the Marvel people aren't saying aren't saying no either. They're saying, "Well, we haven't cast him yet, and his Spider-Man's not at that point in his career." It's like, "Come on, come on, do it." He's still awesome. J. Jonah's old. It's a defining characteristic. He can still do it. Yeah. Do an Edge of Spider-Verse thing. I don't care. Bring all the sp- former Spider-Man together temporarily. I just saw Edge of Spider-Verse finally on Netflix. Really? Yes. Have you seen that? I have. 
It's good. I was not impressed. Well, I don't care. Okay. Um, I thought it was pretty good. The, the It was written well. It was just animated poorly. I think they were going for a style with the way it's animated. I would have preferred, like, more than 30 frames a second myself. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they didn't care. They're like, 28 frames a second. That's gold. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're in uh, 1994 console mode. Let's do it. Yeah, it's pretty much what it seemed like last time. I, I think it was a stylistic choice that because sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes it seems to flow smoother than others. I don't know. Mm. Maybe it was a choice. Maybe it was a choice to save money. Okay. En- entirely possible. Speaking of saving money, what did we uh, skimp on as in content to bring everyone today? You mean the Miles Morales movie? Yes, Raven's Lair. I mean the Miles Morales movie. Yes. That has multiple, as well, Peter Parker, who dies. Peter V. Parker, who does not die. Uh, spy sl- double slash dur. Uh, ghost spider, who became Spider-Woman, who's also Spider-Gwen. Too many names for that character. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man Noir. Voice who by was uh, what, ben, ben Crowder, I think his name is? Ben Crowder? Who did he Spider-Man was, uh... Noir? That was yeah, Cage. he was. Uh, really? Yeah, Nicholas Cage did that voice. Mm, no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we're looking up right now. Go ahead. Because it, it it sounded like like the guy from Farscape. In the last season of SG One. I'm telling you, it's Nick Cage. Here it is. Okay. Voiced by Nicholas Cage. Really? Yes. Wow. All right. I got. It. Wow. All right. I told you. I'm not always okay. wrong. Just, All right. you know, 75, 80%. Yeah, fair eh, enough. Fair enough. You know, I'll go 50-50. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Nick, Nick was the black and white guy. Yeah, Spider-Man Noir. Yep. Yeah, right, I thought he was fantastic on? in that role. I thought he was great. Cause he's he was ten, good. Yeah. Through the night. Anyway, but we don't have multiple Spider-Men. We have multiple segments. And in sure. today's segments, in Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dog, we have anime on the stream. Talking about Mobile Suit Gundam, the origin. Advent of the Red Comet and mm-hmm. Fruits Basket. <laughs> you didn't need to say it like that. I thought that's how they said it the whole time in the anime. No, that's not how they say it at all. You know, they're all, oh, Kanichiwan, Tomasan, Fruits Basket time. <laughs> no. I haven't seen it. I just assumed that's what happened. Yes, I know. That's <sighs> what happened to me when I was assaulted by Fruits Basket cosplayers at, at, at an anime convention once. I was back by the bathrooms. I thought it was quiet there. Anyway, so in Garthos comic pool, we have Avengers number 20, Fantastic Four number 11, and War of the Realms number 6. That's the last one, right? Yes, it is the last one. All right. And in the RNG, we have a very special message because we know you want to know how to make a terrible anime in five easy steps. It's the, it's the go-to list for making a giant crap show. We're going to tell you how to do it. That's the right. Because everyone wonders, how can I make a good anime? No, no. We'll tell you how to make a bad one. Do the opposite, and you're gold. <clears throat> no, 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 Ravenslayer. You can't do it with one of these. <coughs> oh, no. You can't you, do it in one. You need to you have need five. You need all five to make a truly horrible anime. That's right. Truly vile. You need all five of these. Now, you might be thinking, oh, I'll just name, say do it like this anime. That anime might have done multiple steps. Yes. Like uh, certain animes, which will be mentioned. Oh, God. That's why I started drinking. That's right. Remember the word, wise words, Legion of Myth. Start early, start often. Yep. If you're not drinking, you're not trying. I was talking about 
overcoming obstacles and studying hard. I was talking about overcoming the obstacle of one's liver. <laughs> Fredo says give it to Polygon. We'll wait for that. Maybe that's on the <laughs> list. We'll see. Hold your horses, Tom. Oh, SFO, thank you for your follow. We thank appreciate it. Thank you for the it. follow. Appreciate it. So, upcoming activities. The Twitch monthly follower subscriber giveaway is coming up this 13th of July, 2019. Follower and subscriber prizes. If 10 of our followers and or subscribers enter, we will give away two video game keys via Steam, usually. Probably guaranteed. Mm -hmm. If 20 or more followers and or subscribers enter, we will give away a PDF version of a tabletop RPG supplement as well. For subscribers to the channel of Tw in Twitch only, uh, if five or more enter, we'll give away one $25 Amazon gift card. If 10 enter, we'll give away two gift cards. If three Amazon gift cards will be given away, that requires 15 subscribers. And if 20 or more subscribers enter, we'll give away a physical copy of a tabletop book or bundle That's right. from this list we have here. So this will beat. So, everyone's saying hello. Good to see you, everyone. Good to see you, Sheriff for Hawkman. Uh, don't forget, Tabletop RPG Giveaway, right after Gen Con 2019, the 1st and 4th of August. On the 3rd of August, so not right after, we will be having a special Tabletop RPG episode. Nope. No, no, oh, yeah, we will that. But the, the giveaway is not until the 10th, when everyone comes back from Gen Con. They're all, they're all in the mood to get themselves some uh, Tabletop RPG books. Yes, but there is our special Tabletop RPG. Watch our live stream and get Gen Con videos. And Gen Con VCC Games Act. We're not going to Gen Con 2019. Anyway. No, we're not. We're going in 2020. We'll talk about that. And on the 10th of August, we'll be, our special anime episode, we will be giving away a Tabletop RPG, a PDF of the Cypher system. This is in the next Tabletop RPG series, and it's on sale mm -hmm. now at Drive Through RPG. We have unboxing and fundamental videos at the LOM YouTube channel right now about those. We have physical copies of Hero Kids, the Core Rulebook, Spotch Compendium, Adventure Compendium, Coriolis, the Third Horizon, the Icon Bundle, worth $99. Core Rulebook, Atlas Compendium, Icon Card Deck, GM Screen, Map, The Dying Ship, which is an adventure module, Mutant Year Zero, Mutant Jet Lab Alpha, Mutant Mechatron. That's a good name. Many of mm, these are on sale is. right now at Drive-Thru RPG. And all of the Mutant series is hardcover. Heck yeah, man. Mm -hmm. And for every physical copy we give away, a PDF of the game's core rules will be given away as well. Hey, the Dundrum, good to see you. So now everyone, oh, announcing the Hero Kids Creators Guild. If you like Heroes Kids, you, right now you can get your own module up there. You can publish and sell your own Hero Kids titles. The details are on drivethroughrpg.com slash cc slash 24 slash hero dash kids. You anything more about that, he the dog? Well, you're, you're not going to sell it, but what you can do is uh, you're, you're creating something for the community. All right, you're, you're creating adventures on your own and you're publishing them. So other other game masters and other kids can enjoy all of the adventures that you created. And seriously, you could create an adventure in 15 minutes. Right. And it's not hard. Heathen Dog has done a review of the Hero Kids system. That's one of the reasons yes. I want to bring it to your attention because it sounds like a real fun thing to do to start spreading your creativity to the world. Yep. All right. And thank you, everyone. We want to thank Hero Kids, Justin Halliday at Hero Forge Games. Uh, website HeroKidsRPG.blogspot.com. The Mutant Year Zero guys. Jenny Brever, your Free League Publishing. Thank you very much. Coriolis, Free League Publishing. Max Leo. Why am I thanking him? Actually, I should thank me. It's true. <laughs> and Heathen Dog. Yeah, fair. And Base Fantasy RPG, Chris Gonnerman, HBS, DSGANS.org. And the All PDF from 
Thanks to Max Lee of the Fusion. Thanks to everyone who's donated prizes and who supports our fans with these prizes. Please check out their products, both the Drive Through RPG and their respective web pages. The 10th of August 2019 is when we're giving away Tilt Up RPG. So spread the word. As always, more people enter, the more we will give away. And we want to give them away. We want you to enjoy these things. We bring them to you because we think you will enjoy them. We enjoy them as well. And also, speaking of RPGs, Gen Con 2020 is happening in 2020. The ticket registration is January 2020. Activity sign-up is May of 2020. The event is in August of 2020. So start planning out to join Legion of Myth. Thank you, Gen Con, in 2020. Use your 2020 vision, if, even if it's corrected through special lenses, to get your 2020 tickets to the 2020 Gen Con and be there with your 2020 <laughs> friends, the Legion of Myth. I started to zone out everything you were saying except for 2020. <laughs> that, that was the whole key. That was the plan. Okay, good. And so we're going to be there. We want you to be there with us. If you want to go and tell Heathen Dog how great he is, that's a great time. You want to say, do you want to meet me? You want to shake my hand and say, why can't you be more like Heathen Dog? That is the time to do it. Punch you, you in the face. You can be just like my parents and say that to you. Why can't you be more like Heathen Dog? <laughs> Don't forget the streaming schedule. All times are at Central Time. Elgarian, Monday through Friday at 9 a.m., Shroud of the Avatar. The premier Shroud of the Avatar stream on the internet. And don't forget his helpful sites for role players of the Avatar, rpo.com. And for all the help you need to Shroud of the Avatar, do not go at the top of the rooftop with your electric guitar screaming, help to all the people. You need someone. Help. Not just anyone. No, no. You need someone to help.org. At Monday, 6.30 p.m., he's doing Portal 2 with Heathen Dog, two-player adventures. Those are actually harder than solo, I think, as I was telling you. And yeah. Tuesday through Sunday, 6.30, he is doing Shroud of the Avatar again. That's right. Again, for you. Double Shroud. Double Shroud, my friends. Heathen Dog, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m., is doing Portal 2 single player on his own channel, twitch.tv slash Heathen Dog. So watch him there. Monday, 6.30, doing Portal 2, like I said, with Elgarian. Thursday at 8.30, Imperial Glax Survival, teaming up with Garthon and our viewers on yes. his special magic server. That's right. Behind me, through this door... Uh, that's behind me right now. I have a server, and on it is loaded Imperion. And I am going to upgrade it to Alpha 10, and we're all going to have a start. If you want in on the server, you just got to be a subscriber of the channel and have the game, and you can you can uh, join the server, and we can all enjoy life killing Xerax together. Now, bear in mind, the server is going to be set to hard this time, so it's going to be quite difficult. So... Teamwork is key. Teamwork is key. And Saturday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, the Legion of Myth live stream. The best way to interact with your favorite Legion of Myth hosts. Your favorite hosts, by the way, are He the Dog and Garthon. Not in that order. But those are, trust me, those are your favorite hosts. Saturday at 8 p.m., anime, comics, game reviews, wacky nerd subjects, mix-em-ups, humor, thrill spills and chills. Thank you. And don't forget, also, on Sunday, Garthon all by himself does, at 9 Central, 10 Eastern, Yakuza Kiwami on the PlayStation 4, the remake of the original Yakuza 1 game. We've been having a lot of fun with that, to interact with everyone, doing some crazy stuff, getting lots of fistfights, and generally running for Majima, because he's insane. Yeah. But uh, he's lovably insane. Lots of street punks know your name. They do. They, they always you. just want to get beat up. I don't know why. Uh, they all ask for it. They do. So don't forget you can join the Legion Myth on Discord. Go to Discord, look for us. Watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash D slash Legion Myth. Get our gear, impress your friends, intimidate your enemies. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion Myth. Show it off, show the gear. Follow us on Twitter at Legion Myth. Tweet us, we'll tweet you. And watch us live on Twitch, the best way to interact with your hosts. Losing to baseball bats this year. Yes. Anytime Majima has the baseball bat, I just start crying a little softly to myself. 
because I know I'm about to get whooped. Well, you don't get a baseball bat. He gets a baseball bat. Well, the guy a, with the baseball bat wins. He gets a baseball bat. In, well, in uh, Yakuza, your weapons wear out. His doesn't because it's part of his, st- his stance. It's part of his style when he has the baseball bat. So oh, okay. his infinite baseball bat. You have like sure. a 10-shot baseball bat. His infinite baseball bat. And it's metal. You hear it go, wonk, when it hits you in the head. And it's kind of funny. But it's not pleasant. <laughs> and, and so anytime it's like, oh, why does this have to happen? Because, like I said, yeah, because the Zero, when you play, you could actually play as Majima for half the missions. And I always whipped out that bat every chance I got, man. It was like, foosh, slugger style. And just start whooping everyone and just laughing and laughing. Uh, anyway. Makes sense. <laughs> Watch this live. Current goals. Just we want to let everyone know what our goals are so you know where we're at, what we're doing. Uh, currently, we're trying to get 1,000 Twitch followers. We're at 965, so we're super close there. We well, have 966 our- now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, for our Twitch subscribers, we're at over 100 now. If we hold that for three months, we'll lock that in. That's very impressive, and we'll tell you mm-hmm. why. Our YouTube subscribers, trying to get 1,500. We're at 1,278. That's got up, too. Tell your friends. Get some more. Patreon. We're trying to get 100 a month. Right now, we're at 57, which is fantastic. Thank you very much. Okay. So, Twitch followers, subscribers, get access to all Twitch giveaways and contests, and incur support of development live streams. And you get to help influence what games and content you see. Same with YouTube subscribers. Uh, Patreon patrons, get, uh, YouTube members, you get the benefits of all that above, as well as a monthly Q&A with the Legion of Myth, post-stream access to the full Legion of Myth archives, great stuff. But what will happen if we meet these goals? I'll tell you what. For each individual goal we hit, we have a special contest. We just had the special contest for, and giveaways, for our 100 Twitch subscribers. But if all four goals are met and held for three months... We'll have a special contest giving at least a thousand in prizes. We have oh, the we're prizes. We're gonna make it rain in here. Oh, oh we will. Crazy. It will be crazy. It will be great. We want everyone there for it. So keep these subs up. Got to keep up for two more months and get the other things up, and we'll get that done. Many gifts will be given. So tell everyone like, subscribe, comment, share, friends, family, nerds like you, everyone. And don't forget also we're going to be giving away a special epic portrait done by Garthon and Heathen Dog Special Computer Expertise, where he'll help build a computer for you. He'll be giving you stuff. It'll be good. We have over four years of, of content, anime reviews, comic reviews, game reviews, nerd topics, Elgarian streaming Shroud the Avatar every day for you, my friends. Heathen Dog is streaming his Let's Plays and right now doing Portal 2 single player. Garthon is doing his retro games. Many things are happening. Hey, James War 2. And Garthon and Heathen Dog team up for Imperial Glass Survival, teaming up with you, where you can all show up that you know how to build stuff and make better bases than Garthon, but Garthon has the minigun eventually <laughs> so your argument is invalid pretty much i do one thing i'm just yeah i actually really enjoy the idea of the building and everything it's just getting there that i'm not there yet but hand me a minigun and point me at the aliens and i'm your i'm your, you're I'm there your, i'm your huckleberry you're there all right day. Now. oh yeah don't forget youtube subscribers just go there how do you do that you click subscribe it's not hard you get it thank you very we appreciate that you'll get notified new videos appear anime comics game segments all the stuff we put on youtube if you're a member, like you've joined, you know, it's the easiest model for people primarily YouTube. Supports our content, you get extra stuff, get the Q&A, get the community chat, and it counts towards our Patreon giveaway goals. Uh, with Twitch, we'd like to thank our top Twitch supporters. Through cheers, Zon, over 107,000. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Jensen, 606, isn't too far. 56,000. Sean Butts, Sean Patchlayer. Giving away subscriptions to other people. Zon, again, is up top. Thank you so much. Sean Butts is there. Jensa Hicks, thank you so much for all you've done. Uh, we'd like to thank all of our Twitch followers. Our subscribers really help us keep going as well. It's these small people like Twitch. Support our live streamers. You can actually help influence what we do. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. And you also get the monthly Q&As. You get access to the subscriber giveaways. 
access to the Imperium server. It's great. So thank you. We just want to let you know. Thank you to our subscribers. We really do appreciate it. We know we talk a lot of this. We kind of front load this thank you, but we just want to thank everyone so much for all of it. It's true. We rate things on this show. Half star bad, five star good. Just in case you think it was backwards, like, oh, that got five star. It was too terrible. No. Unlike nope. other nope. people, five stars for us means good. It's true. It's true. Two and a half means average. Yep. Two and a half does we're not mean it's it. bad. It just means no, it's okay. Exactly. We're, we're doing it different. That's right. Mm -hmm. This isn't like like your old PC Gamer Game Informer GamePro magazines where if it got less than like 8 out of 10, it was crap. No, if it gets nope. less than 2, well, less than 2.5 is crap. It's crap, yeah. Two and less a half than 2.5 is, is crap. Okay. 2.5 is you didn't waste your time, man. You didn't That's waste right. time. You, you were properly entertained for the money. That's right. There you go. All right, time for the disclaimer. We've got to full screen this. This is important. Just don't wear Chrome around. <laughs> the opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family, friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. If you're a fan of anime, tabletop gaming, or both, don't miss an episode of Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma. Every week, Heathen Dog alternates between anime reviews and tabletop gaming fundamentals. Watch live and chat with Heathen Dog every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central to share your thoughts and recommendations with him. Now, without further ado, it is time for all of us to join together in what which makes us human. For it is not humanity that is separate from the animals by hands or tools. No, my friends, it is the use of language. Only humanity has the capability of transforming the abstract into the real through the language of words, of sound, of art, of pictures. And it is that which separates us from the baser instincts that surround us. For only when driven by the urge to create can we rise above our baser selves to join with that which truly makes one godlike, to join with that which ascends the mere bounds of comprehension of the weak and the enfeebled of mind and rises to the point where you can take a hold of the light of the gods and grab it for yourselves and say, the creation is not only yours, for I dare thee to say, Heathen Dogs, anime on the stream. <laughs> thank you very much, Gartha. That was that was impressive. Uh, thank you Subscribe! for coming by. Ah, oh, you always do that. I think you let me do that. I really do. I, I, do not. <laughs> I always forget about it. And then, and then you just bam it on me. You yeah, that's, that's what I do. Anyway, uh, thank you for coming by. I got two anime for you. Both of them today are from Crunchyroll because uh, I've given up on Netflix and, and uh, right now uh, Hulu is a little dry. So our first anime is Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin, Advent of the Red Comet. Now, this is a anniversary. Was it 35 or 40 year anniversary of Gundam? And they decided to do a retelling. Uh, it was in an anime, Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin. The, uh, I'm sorry, a manga, Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin. And this anime is based off of that, but focuses on two characters, Casfall and Artesia Daikun. All right? So those are the two most important characters. This, this anime follows their life, and their life is pretty damn interesting. Now, let's go ahead to the details on this. As you can tell, it started... April 29, 2019, and is ongoing. We're at nine episodes in of a 13-episode first season. Oh. 
and you can watch it right now on Crunchyroll. If you don't have a premium account, you can still watch it. It's just going to be one week behind. That's all. So it'll be episode eight for you instead of episode nine. That's fine. All right. So let's get to the main characters. Kasval Rem Daiku. Okay. As you can see, he's a very angry looking boy. You'd be angry too because his father was killed. His father, uh, Zeon Zum Daikun, uh, killed by a rival faction in the uh, in the Zeon Republic, which his father was in charge of. Ah. Uh, the 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 Zabi clan, the entire family, they're they're all d bags. So he was poisoned and killed, and uh, the Zabis took over the Zeon Republic, and uh, he, his mother, and his sister escaped the initial assassination attempt. Uh, went through a couple more assassination attempts before they could get off the colony they were on to escape to another colony. Now, the mother had to stay behind. But the two children, they were able to be ferried off in in the space equivalent of in a suitcase. Right? So, uh, so they moved to the colony. They changed their names. And then Casval uh, became Edward Moss. All right? He was adopted by a family, a secret family friend, a friend of a friend of a friend type thing. And he lives on the Texas colony. Now, this is a colony world. Is it not colony? But a, a colony. Sh- now, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I have to explain colonies here. If you don't know the, the Gundam lore or universe, uh, there are colony ships all around the, I want to say solar system, but mostly around Earth in the Lagrange points, the, the, the points around the solar system that have an effective zero pull of gravity because of the other bodies in the solar system creating counter forces. So it's extremely cheap to keep a, a large structure from moving around. So they built colonies there, giant, giant space fortress, not fortress, but giant, giant space structures that are big enough and spin to create gravity and big enough to house a large segment of a population. Now, Hawkley says a lot are built on renovated asteroids. Some are, but all the ones here, they're all they're all they're all man-made prefabs. They all look the same, and they're all built the same way. They look like tubes with with giant wings of uh, of solar collectors. That's just the way. They look. Anyway, uh, this one's called Texas Colony because it recreates the landscape of Wyoming. Close. Texas. Oh, now for the next three years, uh, you were close. You were close. For the next three years, he and his sister do fine. Right? He goes to school. He learns a lot of stuff. Uh, he learns how to shoot. He learns how to ride. He learns how to, you know, he he basically trains his body through work and exercise to become stronger, become faster, and he trains his mind to become smarter, become more diligent, more focused. And you figure he's just moving on with his life, right? Right. Yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't think so. No, 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 no. Uh, now, the the ranch manager has a son named Char. Char looks exactly like Edward. The only difference is that Edward has blue eyes and Char has brown eyes. That's it. Other than that, even Edward's sister could not tell them apart until they got close enough. Hmm, that's interesting. Yes. So, uh, Char... Over these three years, he uh, he gets uh, seduced by by the, the the Zabi clan rhetoric, who are now in control of the of the Zeon Republic, which they renamed, I think, the Zeon Federation or something. 
but uh, they are now they are now in control of the government that they are a part of still. And uh, he gets he gets seduced into enrolling into the officer corps to you know train to be an officer in the in the the Xi'an military. Right. So go to our next slide. And this gives Edward an idea. He never forgot about the zombies and what they did. So he decides to tag along to, to go to the main Xeon colony as a friend to Char, right? Traveling companion. And maybe maybe he'll start a new life on the zombie colony. Sounds great, right? Sure, sure. Uh, this is what happened. Uh, go, ahead and, go ahead and run the clip. And I cut the crap out of it, but uh, but I, I will tell you basically what happens. Now, uh, they found contraband. Looks like a revolver. In in uh, in Char's bag, which stopped them, and uh, it was uh, it was Edward's idea. Hey, you know what? We switch clothes. We go to the bathroom. We switch clothes, right? And we switch IDs. You'll get to go, and I'll stay and clean this all up. I'll take the next flight. Won't be a problem. Everything be cool, and you're not going to miss your your first day of commencement. It's gonna be great, right? He's like, "Oh, dude, yeah, that's awesome, man. You're you're a bro, dude." Well, he's gonna planted a gun on you, so uh... so then he goes and he's like, "Oh, ha, ha, I guess I'm gonna go get on my boat." <laughs> he doesn't sound like that, but it's not too far off. Well, you're that's not, the not, the no, ranch no. hand who's getting on the boat, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh... but but according to the records. Edward Moss got on got on that flight, and Char Ansible did not. And then it explodes. Yes. Yes, it does. So someone tried to kill uh, the uh, the son of the uh, right. Zombie. Now, the reason I showed this clip is because two things. One, while they were walking the airport, Edward noticed that he was being followed. He was being tracked. There were several people in the airport that were suspicious. So he knew something was going to happen. But he didn't think of, of, of that plan to switch places on a whim. He had to have planted, oh, no, he that, planned that. that. He planted that gun in Char's bag to, to get him to, to switch identities with him. He was going to eliminate Char and take his place. And then Edward Moss was going to disappear. But because he sensed danger, he sensed enemies at the airport, he figured, wait a minute, this is even better. If Edward Moss dies, then no one's going to be looking for me, and it'll be perfect. So he still continued with the first part of his plan, which is switch identities with, with Char. And then the bad guys unknowingly will help Edward by killing the real Char cementing his new identity as Char Ansible. It still doesn't forgive the fact he was, might have been planning to kill his buddy anyway. Oh, he was definitely planning to kill him. He was <laughs> definitely planning to kill him anyway. But now the, the 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 zombies, which are the ones that tried to kill him, just took that out, took the blood off his hands. Right, it's right a lot there. easier now. It's like sweet. Yeah, got an so, alibi and everything. So now we have our next slide. Now is his third identity in the series, Char Ans- Ansible. Ansnable. I can never pronounce that stupid looking word. So he goes to the academy in Char's place. All right. He forged some medical papers 
b- before the trip started, when he got this brilliant plan in the beginning, that he had somehow damaged his eyes in some kind of flashbang type explosion. So he needs to wear polarized lenses all the time <laughs> to hide the color of his eyes. With the zombie woman after that. What's that? Well, Hawkins says after all that, he's definitely going to end up with a bed. Oh, no, most likely. It's, he's got to keep up cover, right? He's got Absolutely. It. So, so he can wear polarized lenses all the time to hide his eyes because it's really the only thing that makes him look different than, than the original Char. Right. So his plan, infiltrate Zeon. Check. Rise in the ranks. Plan going forward. Kill all the zombies. Then profit see he doesn't have an end game besides killing all the zombies that's all he really wants the zombies killed his father the his 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 mother died of a preventable sickness while while in uh while in forced isolation she was she was basically a house uh under house arrest by by the zombies until the day she died so so he and his sister couldn't see her ever he's pissed about that he's got beef all right understandably understandably he's He's got beef, but uh, his father being murdered and his mother being separated from the mother, all this stuff, turned him into a little bit of a sociopath? Well, one can understand why. Yeah, so he doesn't care who who gets in the way, be it friend or foe. He only has the mission. That's just the way it is. His mission will now, change the world. His mission was, is going to change the world, all right. Always does. Now, the other side of this coin... Artesia Som Dykum, the daughter of the of of Zeon, the, the original head of of the Zeon Republic. Yes, and uh, the same thing happened. You know the, you know the the mother and mother and children got away from the initial assassination attempt. The mother was captured, put under house arrest. They escaped, changed their name. She, her name on the next slide changed to Sela uh, Mass. Sela uh, Mass. Now the last thing her mother said to her was make the world a better place. And she took that to heart. So what she do? She became a doctor or a nurse practitioner. She she can do procedures, but it doesn't seem like she's a full-fledged doctor. It didn't it didn't explain. She she could be a resident or something. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. But, Some sort of but medical she, person. But yeah, she she is she is a she is in the medical profession and she's good at it. Now, uh when the Principality of Zeon, that's what that that's what they renamed it to. Instead of the Zeon Federation, the Zeon Republic, it's the Principality of Zeon. Attack the Earth Federation. And re- remember, the the uh, Zabis were drumming up the the war, the war chants. That, that that's why Char got got you know got to be enlisted into the officer corps because he figured, oh, we're going to go to war. We're going to have freedom from the Federation, the Earth Federation, and we're going to be able to dictate our own lives, stuff like that. That's what got Char into doing it because the because the zombies were drumming up the idea of freedom to everyone, which is now, you know, ironic. Yeah. Now, uh, dur- uh, during this time, when 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 the zombies actually attacked the the Earth Federation, uh, there were some some Earth Federation loyal people on Texas Colony that were going around and burning the homes of of those known to be in in league or from the zombie colony Mm. and uh the the people who own the ranch that they were they've been staying at for the last three years they are known to be from the zombie colony so they came to burn the ranch down well she had to defend the ranch that's the first time that she had to kill anyone and it was heartbreaking i I wish i i wish i clipped it it was it was heartbreaking seeing her cry while while still giving perfect headshots 
Well, it was pretty. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> she also trained apparently in guns, uh, on on the on the well, Texas colony. Hunt them varmints. Exactly, hunt them varmints. Now we get to we get to our I want to say antagonist, but this isn't this isn't that kind of anime. Uh, Degwin Soto Zabi. He's the head of the Zabi clan. He orchestrated the murder of the of the main character's father. And his coup was to ensure his family could make a dynasty, uh, a, a generational uh, control of a, basically a whole country or society. All right. And and da- Daikun was too way too popular with the people to openly oppose in any kind of election or process. So that's why he just went to the whole murder assassination type thing. Now, he sets up the possibility of a war with the Earth Federation to negotiate better trade terms, better better deals, better, uh, you know, more self-rule, stuff like that, and to increase his family's power and wealth by, by, getting, by getting these deals. There, uh, he will you know, put his family's corporations into the receiving end of all this extra money, right? He didn't really want war. He wanted the appearance of war to shake up the Federation a little bit to concede to some better bargaining, right? The rest of his zombie clan, they're bloodthirsty a-holes. So they're the ones who actually, when the, when the, when the war came about, they were like, all right, finally. And they went in head first and guns blazing, literally. Well, we all know why. Why is that? Because war is good for business. War is good for you, son of a bitch. All right. So, what did I give it? Two and a half stars. I'll tell you why. It's, it's just okay. I'll tell you why. The story is powerful, but it's a retelling of, you know, of the Gundam story, which is a powerful story. It's been around for 35, 40 years. It's obviously a good story. And the animation, it's a throwback to, to some... Uh, early to mid uh, mid eighties animation. That's pretty cool. Yeah, which I which I like, you know, because it, it you know it's it's a brand new anime, came out this year, but it's it's drawn in the style of of the eighties of the of the thing that it's actually trying to emulate. Yeah, which definitely I think looks is really like neat. they didn't try and update the characters' looks. No, no, no. They, like I said, this is a retelling, and it's an homage. So I like that. I like that. Now. What I didn't like about it, it doesn't bring anything new to the table. I mean, uh, uh, Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans told a story in the same universe, but from a different side of things. Uh, Gundam the uh, Eighth MS Team told this told the same story, but of a small platoon of soldiers that is overlooked in the grand scheme of the war, whereas the the main mobile mobile suit gundam story arc was about the grand scheme of earth and the colonies and all big ideas and stuff well this was just a one little platoon of soldiers and their tribes and tribulations while living in this giant universe you know it brought something new to the table a new a new perspective a new flavor a new color something this does not this story this particular story has been told a lot and nothing new comes of this and again, the characters here, they're very simple. Now, the reason I say simple is because I've seen this iteration of these characters over and over and over again. And whatever they do something like, yep, saw that coming. Yep, saw that coming. And I understand it just doesn't make entertaining TV. It just doesn't. Fair enough. Yeah. So two and a half stars. If you're a fan of Gundam, 
it'll, it'll feel more like three. If you're not a fan of Gundam, it'll feel more like two. That's just the way the cookie crumbles on that one. But I gave it two and a half, middle of the road, down the line. You're not going to waste your time, but you're not going to be too impressed. There you go. What if you don't know anything about Gundam? Would this be something good to watch, or should I actually watch no, other Gundam? No, no. If you don't know anything about Gundam, you should watch one. You should watch an anime or a movie that handles the giant story arc. All right, very good. Because there's so much in the background that is not explained because it's laser focused on just these two people. Stuff is happening around them that is unexplained because it's not pertinent to this story, but it's pertinent to your understanding if you don't know the grander story. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Next is something that Sheris has not asked me to review, but he has asked me if I have seen Fruits Baskets on three separate occasions. Figured that was some passive aggressive stuff, so I might as well go and review it. All right. Now, it's all about a girl, uh, Toru Honda, who uh, went through some trials and tribulations in her life, and she is taken in by a family, a very peculiar family and she gets to experience a whole new and different set of hurdles in her life but well before we get into that we'll go into the details the original run started april 6th and is currently going on it's gone through 13 episodes i believe that's going to be the the full first season wasn't there a previous anime called fruits basket uh there's, it's, it's entirely possible. Because where there's a fruits basket in the 90s. It is entirely possible, yes. All right. But you can watch this one again on Crunchyroll. The, this, was, uh, this was made in a collaboration, apparently, between Crunchyroll and Funimation. They both have licensing rights. So, great. Okay. Awesome. Now, let's get to the main character. Tohu Honda. Well, not the main. One of the... The, the, main, the main female character. Tohu Honda. Now... Uh, both her mother and father have 2001 died. was the first series. Sorry. Okay, there you go. Both her mother and father are dead. Now, her mother died last year in an, in an accident. Uh, it seems to be an automobile accident. Like, a car hit her. She wasn't driving, I think, but a car hit her. Oh. I think. That was hurts it a lot more, super... actually, in another car. Yeah, yeah, it hurts a lot more, yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it wasn't super clear. But her, her father died of an illness when she was three and that was amazing because now this is an anime where they tell you where the hell the father is usually he's just on a long-term business yeah usually he's just gone they don't even explain if he's dead working overseas divorced nothing he's just not there and they don't talk about it this one there i I was watching episode two and there was a throwaway line my father died of sickness when i was three it was a throwaway line of the Japanese. It meant the world to me. It really did. It, it really bolstered my heart. I really like that. Now, when her mother died, her grandfather took her in. He's an old pensioner. He has a very limited income, very small place. But he took her in, and he, he, gave, her, he gave her a roof and water and, and food and stuff like that. And she went to work to pay for her tuition and to give as much back to her grandfather as she could. Now, uh, his house uh, was found to be under code by the local, the, the, the local magistrate or whatever handles that stuff in, in, uh, in Japan. 
and had to be renovated. So he had to go, the grandfather had to go live with his extended family. And they said, oh, we have no room for the girl. Sorry, what? Yeah, we, we have we have no room for her. She has no room here. So she's got to find some other combinations. So the grandfather was crying. He's like, they won't take you in. I, that means I can't go. And, her, and she's like, no, 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 grandpa. I got friends. I can stay at a place. No problem. But she won't do that to her friends because she, she has two really good friends, but both of them have really small houses and really large families. So there's no room for her there anyway. So she ended up living in a tent outside of town. Okay, living in a tent outside of town for months while her grandfather's house was being renovated to bring up to code. And she works nights uh, as, a, as a cleaning crew of a giant office building in town. So she's going to and from the woods where she lives in the dark in the morning and in the dark at night. I'm sure there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, no, it's super safe. Super safe. So one night she's coming back coming back home to her tent and uh, the owners of the land that, that she pitched her tent on see her. And they're like, who's that little girl that's just walking in her land at night? So they follow her and they follow her to her tent. And they're like, you can't be living on our land in a tent. You're an underage girl living on our land in a tent. That's just weird. People will talk. This is People will talk and they're not going to be good. The police will so, want to talk to us and that's not good either. Yeah, that's not good either. But they couldn't just leave her out there. I mean, they, they heard her story. And it's a really sad story. It's a it's a crap show. So it's like, you know what? They're like, you know what? Come come to the house. You can stay with us until we sort this out. It's fine. So our next slide, we show the people who, who found her. Yuki Soma. All right. She recognized, he recognized her and she recognized him right away because they go to the same high school. They're, they're in the same, they're in the same grade. Uh, he is a popular high school student. He's good looking. He's intelligent. And he's aloof. He is standoffish, which means he is a chick magnet. All three of those things mean the girls can't get enough of you. But he just has no time for them. It's like, nope, I got stuff to do. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't play ball for the other team. He just, no, I got stuff to do. Okay. Now, he and his cousin were the ones on, you know, that discovered her, and like I said, her situation, and offered offered to stay with them, right? And they, you know, they, they, they smoothed it out with the, with the head of the family, the head of the Soma family say, hey, we, we got a, we got a, not a runaway, but someone living on the street basically. And she's sick. She's got a fever and she's, we, we can't let her go back out there. It's, it's not right. She got no other one in the area and we're going to let, we're going to let her stay here. There's a problem with that though. And the problem is coming up on our clip. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and run the, run the fruits clip. And you can see why having someone of the opposite sex in that home is a bad idea poof yes this is happening to you he turned into a rat yes he turned into a talking rat no at least this happened talk. to you it happened to me too all right don't don't feel bad it happens to everyone right. at some point now this is the zodiac curse we are next slide we have the picture of the zodiac the chinese zodiac Members of the Soma family, 13 of them, every generation, get possessed by a spirit of an animal of the Zodiac. All right? And they get they get certain abilities that they can control animals that are of their spirit. So 
uh, Yuki can control rats. So if you're a dragon, you, can. you can't control anyone because they're yeah. Yeah, if you're a dragon, you can you have great self control, but that's about it. Maybe. If you're a seahorse, you're just both. You can, you're like you're, you're like the Aquaman of this group. There's you're no year in the seahorse. Great. <laughs> anyway, they can be forcibly changed into a representation of their zodiac animal with by two ways. One, if they're physically ill, they will spontaneously transform. Or if they are hugged by someone of the opposite sex. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. You go ahead and talk amongst yourselves. This is happening to us. You're just trying to make people think bad things. Okay. So, now we have the whole Zodiac thing. We got that down. We got that straight. All right? And we go to we go to our next slide, and we see the other person who was there when 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 Miss, Miss Honda was found. Shiguri Soma. This is Yuki's older cousin. He's uh, 24 to 26 years old. Uh, he is possessed by the spirit of the dog. And he's the owner of the house that Yuki is staying in whilst going to school. He is a writer. Uh, he writes serious novels in his own name. And he writes romance books under a pen name. The romance books make him all the money, by the well, way. Well, that's the way it goes. Uh, he seems a bit lazy, but actually, well, a bit lazy and a little bit pervy. A little bit pervy. But uh, he's actually manipulating everyone. Not in a bad way, but uh, when... Uh, how am I going it's, it's to... It's hard to explain. But uh, when, when, when Toru first got there that first night and she was just staying one night, uh, he realized that she was a good influence to have around. He, he went to the head of the family and smoothed everything over really laid it on thick to, to make sure that she could stick around even when she found out about their curse because usually people's memories are erased when that happens usually but she got special dispensation right so he did this for his own plans he's got plans supposedly not evil but we don't know because there's there's glimmers of a little bit of a uh, little bit of not 100% altruism coming from him in the first three episodes. Right? Alright, now, the bad guy. As far as I can tell, Akito Soma, this is the head of the family. Uh, they they are run like an old Japanese clan. The head of the family is law. Whatever, whatever he says goes. You have no choices in life. If he takes away your choices, that's your choice. That's that's what you chose because the head of the family said you did. Okay. Yes, sir. Now, by all accounts, all the stories that everyone else in the Soma clan has spoken about, he is a D-bag. Most of the family is scared to death of him. He's actually physically blinded a family member in a rage. All right. He's done all kinds of other stuff. This is the crap you learned in the first three episodes, all right? He is bad. Yuki is terrified that he's going to do something to Toru. Terrified. 
So much so that he's trying his best to keep her away from the family compound, away from other members of the family, as much as possible. Terrifying. Okay. Definitely sounds like a D-bag. Yes, he does. Now, what did I give it? Three stars. Whoa, whoa, heathen dog. Whoa, 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 whoa. These are people who, when you when a girl hugs them, they turn into cute little animals. Yeah, that's not nearly as realistic as having, like, cold water put on you. How can you rate this better than average? Well, hang on. Follow me out here, okay? The writing is good. The interaction between the characters is believable, and it helps the plot move forward. Outside forces don't always pro- don't always uh, progress the plot. Sometimes the characters talk themselves into progressing the plot through normal dialogue, which I love. And the main characters are all very developed. They have they have a persona, they have a nature, they have goals, they have foibles, they have strengths, they have weaknesses. It's great. Really well written. And I'm super happy that they explained where the dad went. Oh my god. <laughs> this is the first anime that actually helped me out, held my hand and said it's going to be okay and told me where the dad was. I wasn't even mad he was dead. I was just mad that I I was just happy that I knew. Right? Happy about that. Now, uh, the family, I think, is closer than they should be. Now, here, here is why I, I here's, here's the evidence I have, and I'll tell you my conclusion. Evidence in the anime. Now, this is not just in the first three episodes. I'm saying this because this is my detective work. This is not something that actually is said, made canon in the anime. All right? It is stated in the anime that the only time that a Zodiac creature is immune, a Zodiac possessed person is immune from the hug of an opposite sex is if that opposite sex person is also a possessed possessed by a Zodiac creature. They actually show that. Not just boys are possessed. Boys and girls, like I said, it's random. And if you're hugged by by someone of the opposite sex that also has a Zodiac spirit in them, you don't change. Two. Several members of the Soma family have have chronic illnesses from childhood. Yuki is one of them. The, uh, the, The head of the family, Akito, is another. And there are others that are mentioned in passing. They, uh, in fact, one of the of of the Soma uh, Zodiac members, who's possessed by spirit, I believe it's the it's the seahorse. Uh, the head of the family told him he had to be a doctor because they had so many problems in their family. He is he's going to be the the Soma family doctor. You put these two facts together. What do you think I came up with, Garpo? that they're going to surgically graft pieces of her into others. No. That they're going to use her for artificial insemination. No. Then I don't know. They get it on with their own family. Well, yeah. Yeah. All all of their all of their uh childhood conditions are actually due to an increase in inbreeding in the Soma family. Now, 
not there's 150 current members of the soma clan all right but the curse has been going on for hundreds of years and only 13 of the soma clan each generation are affected it's a random 13 could be anyone born after after the 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 previous one died it's actually the first one born after whatever They can only have a real relationship with another spirit-possessed person of the opposite gender. So uh, they do. And over the hundreds of years, it's caught up with them. The clan is now uh, riddled a little bit with, uh, with uh, genetic malfunctions. Could be. Yeah, that is my theory. Because heathen dog goes dark, my friends. That's right. I went dark. I went bad. Now, I've been saying 13 Zodiac creatures this whole time, but anyone who knows the Chinese Zodiac, you know there's only 12. Mm -hmm. There's 12 months in the year. There's 12 Zodiac animals. No, there were supposed to be 13. And I looked it up because I was confused as well because I, like you, have seen the placemats at the Chinese restaurant and can count to 12, right? So I was wondering, why do they keep saying 13? Here's the Zodiac story. The Jade Emperor, Empress, whatever, something like that, uh, called all of the Zodiac creatures to her on a specific day and time to have a feast. And all of the animals were told. But the rat purposefully lied to the cat and told him the wrong day and time. So the 12 creatures... Went, went went to the Jade Palace, I believe the Jade Palace, and, and had the banquet with, uh, with the Emperor, Empress, or whatever it was. And the cat was left out because he thought it was tomorrow or something. That's why the, the cat is not part of the Zodiac calendar because the rat lied to him. And in this anime, in the end of the third episode, no, not, not the girl. The girl is not a cat. In the end of the third episode, you meet the, the boy who is possessed by the cat spirit. Also also a Soma family member, obviously. But guess who he hates? The, the rat dude. Yuki, the other main <laughs> character. It's right. He spent his entire life trying to beat Yuki up to, to make up for the Yes, the orange-haired the orange -haired person in the picture. These are the four main characters. But he doesn't come in until the very end of the third episode. And I don't talk about it normally until, you know, anything after the third episode. I don't talk about it because that's too spoilery for the whole series. I want you to watch it if you're interested. All right. Now, what I didn't like about it, the premise is absolutely ridiculous. It is. Hugged by a girl, turned into an animal. Uh, I could have come up with something better on the toilet. Seriously. I'm sorry. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. And Toru, uh, she's a, I put, I wrote down dim in the anime. Some guys call her uncomplicated. No, that's not nice. No. Uh, but if I'm being real, she's dumb. Well, you know, this is a quote from her mental monologue after she fell down the stairs for no reason nothing tripped her nothing broke wow i fell down the stairs again 
I shouldn't think while walking. It's kind of insulting to women, really. Unless it's, it's insulting just her. to people. I think it's just her, I guess. Like, it's just it's other just women her. are shown as being smarter. Oh, no, 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 no. Other women are, are, are shown as being competent. No, it's just she is literally the only dumb one. Her friends got it together. Her two friends, they, they have it going on. They, they have their own thing, and they're sailing through life with, with confidence and a song. She is just a little dumb. And I didn't like it. You know, the, 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 the main female is not supposed to be dumb. There's supposed to be com a comedic relief as a supporting character that's supposed to be dumb. Not the main female character. I didn't like it. So I, t I took off some points for that. I did. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's what I gave it. Three stars. A, a little better than average because uh, the development of the characters and the writing was so strong, it it's partially overcame the absolute ridiculous premise of this anime. All right. Thank you, Heathen Dog. What do you think of this segment? What are your thoughts on the Fruits Basket? Oh, that reminds me. Fruits Basket is also a, a childhood game, I found out. Yes, it's, it's where it's, you take fruit of dubious expiration dates and everyone has to eat one. That is not it at all. Oh. Not it at all. Uh, it's it's a game uh, reminiscent of Duck, Duck, Goose, where uh, uh, a child is in the center and other children are all around. And he calls all of the children, the child in the center calls all the children all around him or her uh, a name of a fruit in the basket, apple, banana, mango, whatever. And then at the end of it, he calls out the name of a fruit and that fruit gets up and chases the, the center kid all around until they catch him. And then that kid becomes the center kid and then renames all the kids in this, in this new circle, different fruits. And then it starts all over and over and over again. I didn't know that. Nor did I. There you go. Now, I'm not sure that's exactly how the game is supposed to be played. That's that's how it looked. So, okay. Well, it makes sense. Just everyone's a different, yeah. you know, animal instead of fruit. Yeah. If you have suggestions for Heathen Dog's next anime, let us know. He will listen to them. And don't forget to check out Heathen Dog on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe to Heathen Dog. Join as a subscriber for full streams of anime, comics, games, but really chat and giveaways, and the monthly Q&A with Legion Myth. And it counts towards our Patreon giveaway goals, where we give away many things on our Twitch streams. And you can find more Heathen Dog on YouTube. It's animes on the stream segments, tabletop gaming fundamental segments, team-ups with many people, including Garthon, Nidalgarian, and selected video game streams. More Heathen Dog for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Heathen Dog. You're welcome. Whether you are a longtime fan of comic books or someone ready to take the plunge into the comic book genre, look no further than Garthon's Comic Pull. Join Garthon live every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash legionofmyth. Ask your comic book questions and engage in comic book discussions with Garthon directly. Now, let's give it up to Garthon. We everyone out there in TV land, we all know what time it is is yes Garthon's comic pull Garthon gets comics reads comics pulls comics tells you about comics this week it's all Marvel because I felt like it subscribe <laughs> ah and you can get many benefits of being a subscriber subscribe on YouTube subscribe on Twitch good stuff alright 
first up, Avengers number 28. So more of the realms tie-in because God help us, everything is right now in Marvel. Sure. Written by Jason Aaron. The same guy's actually writing the giant War of the Realms thing. Pencils by Ed McGinnis. Inks by Ed McGinnis and Mark Morales. Colors by Jason Keith. Cover by Jason Keith. That's a good cover. It's like people punching. All right. So in the Avengers, She-Hulk has gone from the big green bombshell to uh, the big angry green woman Hulk. Uh it starts off with like she's having a internal dreams sequence slash therapy uh, where she's like they're trying to help her like reach her past self so she doesn't turn into like the crazy over muscled barely contained actually gamma explodes super powered Hulk and to get her back to the version of Hulk everyone liked the Jen Walters you know rather attractive and sexy Hulk which everyone appreciated and everyone liked until they decide to totally destroy your character. So yeah. Um, basically this is just like a dream sequence. Where she's like. The new Hulk. She-Hulk versus on trial. Uh, her. The prosecutor is. The past version of her. The, the jury is all different versions of She-Hulk. You know like when she was a Valkyrie. When she was Savage She-Hulk. When she was on Fantastic Four. Basically different versions. Um. So, after that, she snaps out of it. It's like, oh, I must be making a improvement. I actually lasted five minutes for punching myself. And Black Panther says, don't worry. Through therapy, we'll help you get back to yourself. It's like, oh, great. And then she says but do I, to herself, but do I really want to? Basically, this whole comic is her doing various things. It's kind of a fun read to follow. It's not a bad read. But this book is a giant middle finger to anyone who likes She-Hulk the way she was. Uh, because in this issue, instead of thinking back to, well, I need to get over my internal traumas to get back to the person I was, it is, you know what? I like my internal traumas. I, I think I like not having control and being ugly because there's actually a lot, there's freedom in being ugly. Because when I was beautiful and sexy and smart, it was so hard and everyone judged me for that. But now that I'm ugly, no one cares. And so I could be free now. Yeah. All right. And it basically ends with her, like, happy being ugly. So I, why bother? I, I, which means, so moral lesson, never try to improve yourself. If you had some sort of trauma that turns you into a terrible explosive rage monster, go with that. Let your explosive rage hurt everyone around you. It's better. Yeah. That is that is the worst writing in a long time. I can say ever. The, the writing of the time. actual issue, the thing is the writing itself isn't bad. The idea is bad. The, 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 this, this particular premise is should have been flushed the moment it was it was said out loud. Marhawk says her internal uh, story about Danny and Kane Marco was really weird. Okay, that was actually explained in the She-Hulk comic series that that actually wasn't She-Hulk. It was a, it was some, it was a Jen Walters from a different dimension who was doing that. That wasn't 616 Jen Walters. That was explained in the She-Hulk comics. That actually wasn't her. That never happened. That was that was explained away. Um, but yeah, She-Hulk's actually been a little more of a complex character, and Jason Aaron doesn't care. Jason Aaron just thinks there's freedom in being ugly, and basically, I think he's trying to have like a body positive idea 
where it's like, you, you don't need to be that. Just be you and you're great. But what it comes off as to me is screw improving yourself. Screw getting over your trauma. Uh, you are in a worse state now than you ever were, but that's where you should be because no. that's where she's at. Yeah, I mean, she was, she was a, I don't know about successful, but she was a working lawyer. Right. She had, re, she had respect of the superhero community. She, she had, she had respect in her, in her profession. Right. right. And now she has none of that, but she is dating no. Thor. Cause apparently Thor likes giant, always had a hard on for the Hulk and now Hulk has boobs. So he's down apparently. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. So we'll talk more about Thor later. Um, we'll talk a lot about Thor later. So to me, this show has some nice action. The character dialogue was fine. The conclusions don't make any sense. It seems like Jason Aaron just wanted to give a giant middle finger to the people who constantly kept writing him saying, when are you going to fix She-Hulk? When are you going to fix She-Hulk? When are you going to fix She-Hulk? And his giant middle finger, She-Hulk is fixed as far as I'm concerned. I don't like it. I hate it. It sounds like they took another... Marvel has a few characters who were like at one time over sexualized female superheroes and they went way the other direction with them. Um, just, just erring on the, in the wrong side. Right. Yeah. Uh, she Hulk, spider woman, miss Marvel, just a few examples. They went way the other direction with them and now they're horrible people. You don't want to deal with, um, their characters have just been, in my opinion, ruined. There was a way to walk it back from like the extremes they went to in the nineties. And most of those characters had been walked back, and then they other writers would screw it and went way the other direction, and I don't want to deal with them. So what? I, so the art is really good, though. Like, if you look at the art, that's a pretty good art. That's good comic book art. The action is done well. Uh, it actually sets up some nice action scenes later in the book. There are some good things in this book. I just hated the message it gives. And I hated that it was a giant middle finger to me as a 20-, 30-year-long She-Hulk fan that everything I liked about the character I'm now told F you about. And this is the character you should like now. No, I hate this character now. Actually, if I remember correctly, in the uh, in the in the Doctor Green storyline for the Hulk, when he went and started to cure all of the gamma infected people, the only person he didn't cure was She Hulk because she's fine. Right, because she was fine. She was stable. Yeah. She was normal. She was yeah. happy that way. Yeah. But no she now was better. Now it's all F that. No, now she's better now. Now that she actually has total rage issues, control issues, literally explodes in gamma radiation. That's better. So, ah, I just can't get with that message. But the thing is, as a book, it's actually not bad. If that message doesn't bother you, you're going to really like this book. So it's hard to judge. Because on the merits of a comic book itself, it's actually pretty well written. The ideas behind it suck. The art's really good. It is sort of a tie-in with War of the Realms that's happening. Marhawkman likes to... Yeah, they, I'm getting some agreements from Sheriff's Marhawkman. Yeah, it's just... I don't really... I hate the current shield. Just hate it. It's Hulk with boobs. It's not even a separate character anymore. Mm. It's it's Hulk with boobs. And I just can't... Ah, uh, two and a half. I can't... I hate the premise, but it's actually... The art's good. The writing's pretty good. The characters aren't walking around... You know, saying, oh, me fight now. Well, actually, She-Hulk does say that now because she's dumb. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'll give it two and a half. Lost across Spider-Woman crossover is with six now. Me too. Apparently, they are having a new Spider-Woman series or Spider-Woman's in a new series coming out in the next few months where she's back to the old costume. So I don't know what's going on with that. I will keep you posted. But two and a half stars, Avengers number 20. The message of 
you know, F you to all She-Hulk fans is just too strong for me to actually like it. Fantastic Four, number 11. Written by Dan Slott. Art by Paco Medina, Kevin Lebranda, Paolo Vellinelli, and Juan Ramirez. Colors by Jesus Alberto. Cover by Sade Rivick. This cover sucks. Yes, okay, thank you. I was like, oh my god. The, I literally drew like this when I was when I was 13. Well, actually, if you look at the art, it, there's pieces of the art that are actually pretty good. It took some talent to draw this, but wow. And then there's the face that's closest to, yeah. to your favorite Yeah, then reference. there's Valeria's that, face, which is it just looks, creepy. It looks like a, like, like a, like like a, a wax figure. Show. Yeah, it looks like a creepy horror wax figure. It looks yes. like she just stared into the Ark of the Covenant and is about to start melting. <laughs> she's mid-melt. Yeah, yeah, she's right to start like, ah! <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to see, you know, I don't need to see a, a you know, a 14-year-old in a super tight outfit like that. I don't need to see it. I don't need to see anatomically correct, by the way. That's a little, little much. Maybe she's well, 16. It's not, it's not anatomically correct. Look at it. It's, a, it's, it's not even human. Weird. It, and this... And look at poor, you know, Franklin Richards. He just looks weird. Everyone looks weird. Except for Mr. Fantastic, but he's supposed to be able to stretch. But he looks normal, so that's weird. <laughs> so, St. Rivick failed on this cover. He did. Art in the book is much, much better. Oh, there we go. Is that a tardigrade? That is a giant tardigrade. Well, technically, it's a normal-sized tardigrade, but everyone's tiny. Oh, fair enough. Um, this is actually a, the best issue of Fantastic Four I've read in a while. Cover size. It's just because of watercolor. It definitely looks watercolor, Sharers. I think it was probably on, made on a computer, but it looks watercolor. But in this book, a lot of crazy things are starting to happen around New York City, where, like, all of a sudden, like, two buses are phased into each other, or there was a woman skydiving. And when they, they rescue her, because she's falling through the air, screaming, and her parachute is teeny tiny. And she's like, when I packed this suit, it was huge. When I packed this suit, it was normal size. I don't know what's happening. Things are shrinking. They're facing together. Um, eventually, they figure out that something from the, uh, the subatomic microverse is phasing into our reality and causing these problems. Like shrinking things down, things like that. Why does it look like Grandma Goodness from DC's Apocalypse? You know, Raven Slayer, I thought the exact same thing. Even looks like she's holding a mother box. It does, doesn't it? Yes. What is I, she holding? Uh, it's it's basically a PDA. Um, oh. But yeah, I thought the exact same thing. Like, why is Granny Goodness in here? <laughs> You're not alone. I think that was probably done slightly on purpose. Um, and her name is Gargantua, which is close uh, Empress of the Infinitesimal. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is a good name. <laughs> That's good. That that is straight like seventies uh, nomenclature. It, it right is. There. This is actually, awesome. like I said, this is the best issue of Fantastic Four that they've had right. in this new series. All right. And I'm not buying it anymore. This is the last one I'm getting, but this is the best one they've had. All right. Um. There's a sub story where Doctor Doom is like helping rebuild Latveria. He actually like pulls off his armor and helps them dig because he's of the people. Which is like the best they've shown Doctor Doom, the whole time they've had this new series. They've completely peed on all his backstory. But that part they get right. Um, um, also, as seen on the cover, Franklin and Valeria are driving a lot around like a lot of the fantastic cars and other vehicles during mm -hmm. this time, and you always see like shadowy figures. Like in this, you can see like this woman on the bottom uh, next to the target picture. Like, hello, last report a major felony be committed, being committed by the Fantastic Four. Says some do-gooder on a cell phone. The 
the green haired lady. Yeah. And then later you start seeing like shadowy agents like watching the Fantastic Four. And then right when they're about to go into the uh, the microverse to try and solve the problems there, Franklin and Valeria, the kids, are stopped by the Marvel's extra dimensional DMV. That's a thing? Apparently it is. And they're told like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not licensed to drive extra dimensional vehicles. You're breaking all sorts of felonies. We can't you you're grounded. You can't do this until you pass the, the test. So they're like, well, that's crap. So they have to go take the test. They have to st- The whole time they're studying for the test, Valeria is a super genius. So it's like, okay, everyone, here's how to do this. And she's like, done. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, Franklin, oh, you're on page two of 20. Um, you know, okay, Darwin has to learn how to rebuild this engine. Oh, Valeria, you're done. Oh, Franklin, you just took it apart, huh? Um, you know, basically, like, hey, he's... Yeah, well, Franklin's no idiot. It's just that she's like she's a super mega genius. Yeah, and Franklin, his powers actually allowed him to shape reality. But with the current thing right now, is ever since the the rebuilding of the universe, every time now he uses his powers, it like uses it up to a point where he's going to have no powers anymore. Right. So right. he is just doesn't use his powers. Larry's as smart as Reed, yes. I think she's smarter. Isn't she a little bit smarter? Um, it, there's debate on that. Hmm. Also, Valeria was named by Doctor Doom. After Back. Doctor Doom's mother. Bodes well. All right. Well, at the th- well, it was, there's this weird situation behind it, but also that was when Doctor Doom was doing a lot more magic stuff. And as you know, with magic, when you name something, you gain power over it. Doctor Doom is her godfather. And Doctor Doom actually takes that very seriously. Of course he does. He's actually been very involved with her upbringing. Anyway, so she's been trained in a lot of stuff. She's very, very smart. Anyway, and that's her super genius powers. But, so there's there's that cause a lot of tension among them. And he's like, you know, screw you. You know, your power's super smart. My powers are fading out. You know, he kind of freaks out. They get an argument. But when they're actually about to go take their driving test, who's Valeria... Did Reed and Susan have another kid or is that for Susan? That is Reed and Susan's second kid. Uh, she's mm-hmm. been around for 15, 20 years now. Yep. Larry's been around for a long time. Mark says Doom would die to protect her. Is that serious? That is true. He actually would. Um, so yeah, Larry's been around for a very long time. She was a baby in the 90s. Now she's in high school. The So anyway, while the, the government agents are with uh, Larry Franklin, they like get up on their dimensional cycles to start doing their basic driving tests. And uh, Valeria, of course, is perfect. Like, oh, first we must buckle our seatbelts. He's like naming like subsection paragraph C of whatever to do everything. Must get right if you stop collecting that. Yeah, right. So that must be it. Um, meanwhile, Franklin's like, oh, I think I do this. He's like, well, don't forget that, son. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Franklin's being very teen angsty right now. It kind of, everyone gets sick of him. But the Fantastic Four... The team goes to do the dimensional things in the microverse, and they encounter a major emergency, which activates the autopilot on the cycles that the kids and agents are on and sucks them in with them. Awesome. And the agents are like, you need to stop like we can. So they all get sucked in together. And that's when they encounter Gargantua, Empress of the Infinitesimal, who is tired of being trod upon by the giants in the normal size universe and her in the microverse are going to come forward and rise up to take the place where they should. Meanwhile, Valerian and Richard try to explain, actually, we're not like above. I mean, 
The mark first technically isn't tiny. That's just the name for it. Technically, it's in a pocket dimension that is reached by shrinking. It's actually the same size as us, really. It's, and she's and she's like, shut up! No one wants to hear that crap. <laughs> this wait, wait. Th this is just another mole man. Pretty much. Yeah. In okay. a lot of ways. Is is she the hot girl from Power Pack? No, Raven's Lair. No relation to Power Pack. At all. Zero. Oh, is he still hot for the girl from Power Pack? I don't know. They haven't brought that up. Power Pack has not been mentioned in a long time. But I would probably say yes. But they, uh... I read forces in Secret Wars 2. They went to off to create the multiverse. I returned after Disney got the rise back to the movie block. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Yes, Raven's Lair. I corrected myself. The, uh... But anyway, Gargantua is about to expand the microverse into the realverse, destroying the, real, the normal universe and supplanting it. And then Frank says, all right. And he, like, basically steals her PDA. He says, he's like, what do you like? Look, let me show you something. And he starts pulling up all these images of New York City. It's like, look, this place is crap. Look at this. Look at this. You see all these idiot cars? You see all these idiot people? Like, he's going through this total, like, saying how much Earth sucks and how much the reality sucks. And she's like, oh, wow, it does suck up there. It's like, yeah, you want to be part of that? That's where you're going. That's what you're going to be in. You want that? This place looks awesome. Look at these light shows. Look at those giant tardigrades. This place is fantastic. She's like, yeah, you know what? You are right. That's a good point when you put it that way. You know what? Never mind. Not going to evade. <laughs> and she leaves. And they're like, I can't believe you used teen angst powers for good. And, and at that moment... Valeria fails her test. How? Because uh, they get back to the Earth and Valeria fails the test because when all the danger happened, Valeria, you know, like flew immediately into danger and started like trying to solve problems and everything. Whereas Franklin parked his cycle, told his agent, this is dangerous, wait here, and turned on a force field around him and flew off. So he properly went to the side properly protected his passengers, properly disembarked, you know, where she was like, aha, danger, I will help, ah! Basically, she was thinking, oh, I will solve this problem, not I'm in the middle of this test or I need to help this person first. Which was interesting because she's like, what? And and Reed was like, ah, typical genius problem. You're, th you're not really thinking of what's immediately important. You're trying to think of solving every problem you see. And she was like, I know that. So that, I, so... <laughs> So I thought that was Call actually the hospital sick burn. Well, also that's a really neat of portraying the characters. I liked that. And that actually did seem a very Franklin thing to do. Like you need to get the hell out of here. He, it's not so much. I'm following the rules and putting aside. It's like, you're a civilian. This is too dangerous for you, but we can't leave. Sit here where it's safe. I will go. He did the right thing. Larry's like, ha ha, solve the problem. Use my big brain. Not, Hey, I need to get this person to safety first. Then I'll see what I could do. So it was a very, Reed Richards, very super genius thing to do. So it was, all in all, a very fun issue with very solid art. It has some silly stuff, you know, with the DMV yeah. agents and stuff like that. And the Lady Gargantua eventually say, you know what, I actually don't want to invade. Thanks for thanks for talking us through with me and leaving, you know. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing you actually want in a Fantastic Four comic. It's not all dark and doom and blah, blah, blah. This was a great issue. I really enjoyed it. The cover sucks. If you want, if you want to make sure people don't buy the best issue you've had of your series yet, put this cover on it. Oh my gosh! So, I really enjoyed it. I'll give it three and a half stars. Oh wait, the cover sucks. Three stars. 
okay. your cover sucks so hard you lose half a star. Wow. Um, that's a bad cover. It Nothing no, it about sucks. that makes You're... you say, I want to buy that. No, no. I, I would I would have given it back. I almost I was, did. If I, if I was picking up, I was like, no, no, this is obviously a mistake. I almost did. I was like, uh, I was like whatever, I'll just buy it. This was drawn by this is drawn by someone who has a TBI. I don't I don't want this. So yeah. Three stars. Half star for the cover. Fun book. If if future issues of the Fantastic Four series are gonna be like this, the series has a future. If they're gonna be like the previous ten issues, they don't. Alright. War of the Realms, number six, written by Jason Aaron, art by Russell Dodderman, colors by Matthew Wilson, covered by Art Adams and Matthew Wilson, because Art Adams is awesome to this day. Uh okay. I think he said he basically doesn't have the endurance to write full books anymore. It's a lot of work, but I love his covers still. All right. But the art inside is good, too. Russell Dodderman is awesome. He likes things to be a bit too busy, I think, but he's fantastic. So the book starts out. We've gone through a lot of stuff to get here, folks. Where Thor is nailed to Yggdrasil, which has been planted in the sun... So that's why it's on fire. Uh, in order to gain the knowledge to beat Malekith. The tree will only give him the knowledge once he's given up everything from... Once he's given up everything. So the last thing he has to give away is the last strand of the handle of Mjolnir. Like, one of the thread is left of, like, the handle wrapping. That's all he has left of the damn thing. And he has to give it up. And he does. And after that, he's given the knowledge of how to finally beat Malekith and the, and the War of the Realms. I will say this. So at this point, Malekith is kind of losing anyway. So it seems a bit much. Oh, yeah. He loses. It burns out one of his eyes, too. Well, that's the price. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of losing everything. So his big revelation is only Thor can beat him. But Thor's not strong enough. So his revelation is to go through time and grab a bunch of himself at different points in time. Sounds sounds great. So he gets like an old... He has his current version of himself, which now has one eye. Basically, he looks a lot like Odin. He grabs the old version of himself, which looks exactly like Odin. He gra- And then he grabs the much, much younger version of himself, who actually liked the way he's written because he's written like a total arrogant prick, which is how Loki always says he is. Mm-hmm. Every time Loki's like, that arrogant prick, this is how he's written. He doesn't yeah. have Mjolnir yet. He has Jarlborn the Axe. And he's like, oh, God, you want to ask Jesus to get it from Mally's home? Where's the actual war to be fought here? Thor, the god of the Vikings, didn't come as way as to Yammer. So he's, he's a total prick the whole time. But, he, you know, he looks like an 80s, like a super muscled uh, 80s metal rocker. Yep. You know. And that's at least, like, it's kind of funny seeing, like, the different Thors, like, dialogue back and forth. Like, the old Thor's like, gosh, but you brought the arrogant, unworthy version of me. What, was the frog not available? At least I still got my body parts, you half-crippled old fart. So, eventually, they're joined by the fourth Thor, which is Jane Foster. Wait, you say? Jane Foster was Thor and died. Yes, but then she was brought back as a Valkyrie. I'm sorry, what now? They uh, they, they, they took away the entire arc of her story and threw it in the trash, peed on it, lit it on fire? Yes. To bring her, okay, just just making sure. All right, but yeah. the guy who did it was the same guy who wrote the incredibly awesome and meaningful arc where she died. That's she, even worse, man. I know. It's like she, I. Oh. It's like wow. I just wrote. It's like. It's like you know, as if uh, J.R.R. Tolkien 
finished the Lord of the Rings, and the next thing he wrote was, you know, Gandalf's Wacky Adventures in Wizard World. You know? Or he wrote, like, Gandalf Seeks the na- the, the, the True Secret of Ovaltine. You know? <laughs> it's people. <laughs> she's always said to be dying she's already Right, Morhawk, but that was part of the thing. She was on chemotherapy, but every time she turned to Thor, it wiped the chemo clear from her system. So she never got better and just slowly died the whole stupid time. And But she was willing to give it up in order to save others. She gave her own life. And that was like a big story arc. They made a big deal of the whole thing. It was actually really well written. And she died. But yeah, then she got wrapped. But you then the Valkyries the yeah. escorted to her Valhalla. Even though she didn't die in battle. Well, she died battling cancer. And Whatever. I've had family members I, die I, I don't cancer, think Vikings would count that. I don't think Vikings would count that either. I've had multiple yeah. family members die of cancer, and it sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. But it's not something the, Vi- the Vikings would say, wow, that was a – you fought hard. No, it just sucks. You know, anyway. So she became a Valkyrie. So she was allowed to walk around Asgard normally and, like, be a doctor and stuff. And, but then when this happened, she grabbed a hammer and became Thor again. Whatever. Pass. Yeah, it doesn't make any damn sense. No. It kind of, like, to me, just cheapened the character a bunch. Did I mention Jason Harris, the same guy who wrote the giant middle finger She-Hulk issue? You did. Yeah. yeah. So. He hates women? No, I just think that he hates the way other people write women. Like, no, that's not how it should be. Correctly? Or, well, he he did that great Jane Foster arc, and then he's like, I don't care. I want. Now, yeah, but now he doesn't. Well, he didn't care what happened in the past. He wanted to use Jane Foster again. Because he basically, it's like everyone told him how great he was. He's like, oh, crap, now the character's gone. Well, I'll just bring her back. In comic books, no one cares. That's the only thing I can think. So Jane Foster came back as a Valkyrie, as and now as Thor. What hammer is she using? Marhawk wants to know. I don't care. All right, care. fair enough. Moving I on. I lost. There are too many hammers now. I lost track. All right, I lost track. Uh, no one has a Mjolnir at all. No one has one of those. Um, she's using some. Uh, the hammer she's using. All right, because it actually kind of comes up eventually. Give me my glasses. Give me my glasses. See what you did, Hawkman. This is your fault. Basically, the hammer she's using is basically the remnants of like one of the child, like a hammer that was made the same time Yolnir was. It's like about to fall apart. It was the hammer she was using as a Thor for a while. No, you have stars up. Oh, thank you. But uh, basically, everyone's like comparing the hammers they're using, and uh, so basically, her hammer is just barely held together. It's made of like a super dense star or something. So, the Thor core basically runs in to fight Malekith, who currently has venom. But he's not infected by Venom. He's, like, basically controlling Venom. And right. he had Venom infect, like, all of his top lieutenants and stuff. So they're all Venomized and, you know, drooly and whatever. And his weapon is made out of Venom so he can stab people. And he's at Stonehenge with Thor's parents tied to stones and they're going to die. And they've set up a barrier that only Thor can get through because magic. And I actually hate it when people say because then say one word. And I just did it. But only Thor can get through because it's a magical barrier. Yes. And why'd you do it? Because I was angry. Be- 
Because reasons. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a Beta Ray Bill hammer. See, I would like to see Beta Ray Bill, but anyway. Only the Thors can get through. And so when four people come running through the barrier, they're like, wait, that shouldn't be. How is that? How is that pasta? And then Malakos, oh, that's brilliant. That means I just get to kill you four times. That's great. He's got a go-to attitude. Yeah, that. he has a go-getter attitude. Yeah. Uh, they go through. They bust up all his lieutenants. They start breaking everyone up. Malakos like, whatever. I don't care. I'm still going to kill you all because I'm freaking awesome. Um, and then Thor, uh, while he's Malakith is busy, uh, says, all right, screw this. And he starts to use his super magic and starts just killing all of them with, like, cosmic storms, right? And then Thor has, like, his big moment of revelation where, like, you know, the Utah got the touch starts playing in the background. And he has <laughs> a big internal monologue where he's like, oh, my gosh, wait. I'm not just the god of thunder or the god of storms. I am now the uh, blah, 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 blah. And... Like, there's these storms of fire and ice happening in the world. He starts controlling all of them, and he coalesces all the power together, and he reaches through the dimensional voids, and he actually pulls from Yggdrasil a new Mjolnir. Created from all the storms thing. And it's basically like the hammer just kind of like shows up with like a twisted branch of Yggdrasil for a, hammer, hammer, for a handle. You know, he even says he holds the worthiest power of Thor, blah, 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 blah. And he gives the thing, he goes, oh, I just finished, you know, I wasn't made, I was forged. And they have the thing, oh, it's not the god, hammer that makes the god, it's the god who makes the hammer, in this case, quite literally. So he has a new Mjolnir. He proceeds to, they kind of dismember Malekith, they beat the living crap out of him and tear him into little pieces. It's really kind yeah. of vicious. A little bit. But they are Vikings, so I they get They are it. Vikings, and he did have it coming. Yeah, he, he had, they had beef, I get it. Sounds like a little bit of Yeah, a lot like that, Mark. Um, at which point you know the Thors go back to their rightful times Thor's pair and Odin tells Thor wow you are the bee's knees I'm going to tell you something I never should have told you before I'm proud of you and then he kneels before him and crowns him the new king of Asgard again? well yeah again Okay. but yeah Odin has made Thor king of Asgard because now basically he's freaking earned it he's saved all of you know everyone at this point um there are some neat little side things, like uh, in issue like two, uh, Lofi, the king of the storm giants, literally swallowed Loki. Uh, in New York City, they're trying to fight Lofi still, and he takes the cask of Endless Winters and swallows it and starts blowing ice at everyone and killing. And Daredevil has Heimdall's sword, so he could like see infinite stuff and like see where he's going. He throws the sword at Lofi, who dodges it, like bounces off the stuff, but ends up like in his mouth. He just swallows it. It was like, what? That was supposed to hurt or something? And then after he starts Wait. blasting ice at everyone, all of a sudden, like a sword like pops out of his belly, cuts his way out, and eviscerates him from the inside out. And out steps a very bloody Loki, holding the casket of Winthos Winters and Heimdall's sword. And he's pretty pissed. Mm. And, of course, he has to give his line of, what's the matter, father? Was it someone you ate? Because, you know, he's trying to be awesome. Um, yeah. Oh, wait. Malekith, the Thors don't dismember Malekith. Basically, after they whip Malekith, they take away his power. And basically, Malekith's the lord of the hunts. 
At this point, all the, like, the super powerful magic animals, like, flying, like, Siberian Tiger stuff, he's powerless now. They'll look at him. They got a reason to listen to this idiot, and they're the ones who actually tear him limb from limb. Oh, okay. Because he's now no longer strong to lead the pack. Um, all the heroes high-five. Everyone's saved. Loki becomes king of the Frost Giants. It looks like Jane Foster now has Thor powers again or something. Who cares? Oh, God. Um... Wolverine says to Punisher, Oh, the war's over. Let's get a drink, Frank. And Frank says, The war's over for you. It's never over for me. <laughs> and he of course. walks yeah. off, you know, all crazy-eyed. Which works, you know. It's actually like a really nice Wh- scene. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, a, No, Frank, it's over. Wolverine's like, Ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> I just want a beer. You're kind of crazy. You're the only person who'll drink with me nowadays anyway. I'm not allowed to smoke on screen. Um... <laughs> I believe that Wolverine still smokes. All right, he's just not showing it on panel. Um, because it doesn't hurt him. The and basically ends with everyone going, "Wow, glad that's over." And Thor's now Odin, apparently. Mm-hmm. Frank's voice is not that gra- gravelly. Sure, it is. Why not? It can be. Well, considering Frank's backstory, it should be more like more like. Uh, Hey, yo, uh, the war's not over for me. The war's never over. They drew first blood. So, that's really how he should talk. Adrian! Yeah, yeah basically that's how he should talk. Uh, but that makes him sound really less intimidating. The He should have, like, a thick New York accent. Talk like Rocky Boa. Is Ken the Odin want Thor to be more powerful than himself? That's just true. That is canon. That's why Thor's mother's guy. Yeah. The Jersey accent is not the pronounced. Yeah, I know. I know. So, um, this is, as always with these huge, giant, everyone gets a cross-section event, giant things. It's over long. It's over. Oh, at the end, Venom kind of gets up and walks away, like kind of floppy because it doesn't have a host. And Venom says basically some line along the lines of the dark magic has cleansed me and now I can think clearly again. I must prepare for the coming carnage, which is the next big thing happening. Uh, carnage is doing a thing. Uh, right. Good for him. You know, I never knew that all that Venom needed from the last time he went crazy again was just evil magic. I should have known evil magic yeah. would cleanse him. Yeah. It, it makes perfect sense now you think about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that seems right to me, you know. That seemed like a throwaway line, like, oh, crap, I, I already wrote Venom into this, and I want to keep it because it looks kind of cool. But he has to be sane for this next thing. Black magic hey, make Mad me Coat, sane. Hey, good to see you, Maghead.com. So, yeah, I didn't like it. It was it had neat moments. If you're a Thor fan and you've loved Jason Aaron's run of Thor so far, then this to you will just bring you heights of ecstasy. It is the most Thorious Thor book that ever Thor to Thor. Right, if you just want to rub Thor all over yourself, and no, you know, this is it. This is the book for you, man. You are this rubbing is your Thor Lufa all over right yourself. Here. You are bathing <laughs> in Thor on the Thor cruise down to Thorville. All right, you know, screw those Viking cruises across the Thames. You are on the Thor boat to Thor Heaven, right? In a great big Yggdrasil tree tree boat, rubbing yourself with Mjolnir shaped soaps. All right. 
if you just think Thor's all right, you kind of wonder what the hell the point of this whole thing being a giant series was and why this just didn't get contained in Thor. Um, Because anytime you do so, like, look, the whole world was under attack. Thousands died. Oh, wait, wait, no one died. Yeah, all those giants and the cities being destroyed. Wow, the hero saved everyone. Cool. Uh, Pointless. Pointless. There was there was a time when from events you would see aftershocks happening. Um, after secret there were secret wars, you had all these heroes with new powers, new traumas, new issues, venom. Um, there was all this there were actually times you actually dealt with in the comics the cure heroes who weren't pulled to war world, dealing with all these influx of of uh, criminals who were like, hey, all the big guys are gone, we could do stuff. Um, after Secret Wars 2, it dealt with the, how the Beyonder made gold buildings and granted wishes, and there were actually comics dealing with all that crap. Nowadays, they're like, the big event ended, the war almost ended, the world, oh my god, oh, everyone forgot, oh, that was last week, whatever. And that's what we're getting out of this. The only person that's going to affect is Thor, and anyone unfortunate enough to come in close contact with him. And mm-hmm. only as long as Jason Aaron's writing it. Because Jason Aaron just loves him some Thor. Just can't get enough. And Avengers, apparently. And giving me the middle finger, because I like the old shield. Um, so, I really like Russell Dodderman's art in this. At times, it's a little too busy to make it clear what's happening. But then again, that fits the writing, where at times, it's too busy to be clear what's actually happening. Because he tries to make everything seem so bloated and over-large and gods and monsters that it loses sight of character or plot or clear <laughs> storytelling <laughs> plot okay it, it just gets wrapped up in these big giant world trees planted in the sun and fire you know which in a way is very wagnerian you know where it's all this huge giant gods and monster stuff and it goes in this weird direction it's like wait weren't we talking about some guys in a in a house where there was i'm pretty sure there are people in a house talking and now there's mermaids and a dragon so stuff like that definitely has happening it's a fun read if you don't like thor don't read this book um because basically this book is thor's the best and piss on everyone else uh really it really is um mark says thor off gives away the by say the time they were outside midgard yes that didn't happen this time and they've completely shaken entirely the entire structure of the Norse mythology. I mean, the realms have been pretty much destroyed or they're under new leadership. Or it's just a mess. And I'm sure Jason Aaron's very happy about it because he gets to write about it. Anyone who likes continuity is going to be like, why? The art's really solid. Three and a half stars. I can't get with it entirely. I can't hate it though because it is really ambitious. It does some things really, really right. But sometimes it's kind of, it also makes what is right about that is really right and big and impressive, but what's wrong about it is really, really wrong. And you're like, why is Jane Foster even here? Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that's that bad. was bad. But that's been something bad that's been lingering for a while, you know. Mm. So, three and a half stars. I don't hate it. I don't, it's good. It's my, you might think it's much better than I do. That's fine. You're allowed to think that. But you're allowed to think that. All right, so what are your thoughts to say? What did you think of War of the Realms? Tell me why I'm right or wrong. One of them is more important than the other. If you have any suggestions, that's half a star to me, Ravesler. Ravesler is probably right. 
but the art is really strong. It does have its strong moments. It is, as a conclusion to all the rest of War of the Realms stuff and all the tie-ins, it works well. Uh, the worst War of the Realms tie-in, by the way, is X-Men. Oh, mm. I didn't review it, but let me just say this. Oh, uh, one and a half stars, God help me. Don't make me ever read anything that that guy writes ever again. It's just, oh my God, I'm not gonna, I can't. I'm not going to talk about it. I didn't make a slide for it because I'm not going to talk about it. All right, fine. Move it makes on. me sad thinking about it. Think of the future. Future comic reviews. Oh, future. Those will, be, those will be good. Yes. Uh, any suggestions for future reviews, let me know. It can't be worse than Tom King. Oh. You're, that That's the past. You're bringing up the past again. <laughs> we want to move forward. Oh, my friend. It's worse than Tom King. No, you stop it. It's worse than Tom King. Everyone stop doing this. Does it have magic playing with frost giants again? Yes, but worse. It's just so much worse. Nope. So much worse. Review it next week. They kill Sunspot. He was dying anyway. Well, it's basically the writer, you know, said, screw everything that happened to us Avengers and all, all of Sunspot's growth and character development for the past 10 years. Screw all of it. He's a wacky teenager again who's just older. And he dies in a stupid explosion. Awesome. All right. Anyway. So, don't more Garthon. Like, subscribe, share. More Garthon is on YouTube. You can join because that's good. Join us on YouTube and get full streams of anime, comics, games, member-only chess giveaways, monthly Q&A with Legion of Myth. YouTube membership counts towards our Patreon giveaway goals so you can be there when we stream live on Twitch to be a way a part of these special subscriber giveaways. Also, you want more Garthang, you can find my comic poll segments on YouTube, on Twitch, when I play through Yaksa Kiwami right now. My team-ups with Heathen Dog, those are awesome. And, coming soon, how to incorporate your old gaming products in modern tabletops. That's happening, I'm scripting, it'll happen, it'll be good. It'll be great, it'll be so good, it'll be, it'll be huge, I'll tell you what. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was a Trumpism. Was it? Yes, that's exactly how the man speaks. Um, then I will say also that it will be absolutely fantastic, and it will be the best thing, and it will help everyone, and because we will all do it, and do not worry, we will be able to pay for it through others. That so was, good. That was my Bernie Sanders. So um, good. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoyed this. If not, you should have, because I did. Thank you very much. <laughs> Raven says what? Oh, Raven's Lair. It's so bad. I couldn't even bring myself to review it because it would make me too sad. I couldn't. I couldn't review it. It would make <laughs> well, me too sad. Well, hang on, hang on. Uh, if you throw in some bits, and we will make him review it oh, next week. God. Yep. I'll right, I'll I will review it and put it on the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon only. If, if no bits come, Patreon only. All right. I will do that. I'll, if no All bits right. come, it will be on Patreon. And wait until wait, wait after my intro, though. I will right drink now. and cry. All right. All right. Here it goes. <clears throat> RNG, the random number generator, where the Legion of Myth weekly live stream hosts discuss anything and everything nerd. RNG airs live every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Come and join us in discussions of all things nerd. And if you have a topic you'd like us to cover, let us know. Now, let's see what the dice roll for our RNG topics this week. RNG! We don't have a sting for this one, so I made one up. 
you don't like it. Okay. Subscribe! Ah, oh, jeez. I was trying to get you talking so I could do the middle of you talking. All right, everyone. In the RNG today, we're going to talk about random wacky things which coming across our mind. And we were wondering. I was wondering. I said, Heathen Dog, my friend. He said, yes, Garthon. Don't call me that. I said, well, Heathen Dog, <laughs> my associate. He said I was pushy, but that's all right. I want to know, how can I make a terrible anime in five easy steps? And I said, get yourself a writing implement. And I will tell you how to do it. That's pretty much what he said, actually. That's actually what I said, yes. And then I did. All right. What is that Five a picture easy, of? Uh, actually, actually, wait. There are bonus points. What is that even there a are, picture of? I, that's what I'm getting to. There are bonus points. If you can tell me the anime that this picture is from and the character that is portrayed in it, I'll give you something. I don't know what it's going to be, it looks but it'll like be something. Someone... Could, could be just a smack in the face, but it'll be something. I was going to say it looks like someone drew Naruto on their butt. I have no it idea could what's be happening. butt tattoo we have for answer number one. It's not true, though. It's not, not a butt tattoo. All right. So five easy steps. I broke it down to five easy steps for you. Yes, you can make the your very own worst anime ever. That's right. And I gave examples for each of the steps. Let's go to step number one. Step number one. Don't show a backstory for your main characters. Why would you want to do that? What? Why would you want to have your audience invested in your characters, emotionally invested in their well-being, when you can just not do that? It takes time to show backstory, my friend. It does. It takes a whole maybe one to two minute flashback. And then you actually got to write it. You got to think of things. Yeah, like that. exactly. No, no. Throw that out. Throw that out. Can't my no backstory, backstory be whatsoever. I'm a cool magical killy boy? Yeah, that's what he is. I don't know. I because I don't know what he is. Blaine, the 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 Netflix animation movie Blaine. It starts. It seems like it starts in the middle, and then goes to a later part in the middle of a bigger movie. That is not shown. <laughs> You don't get to know where anyone's come from. You don't get to know where anyone ends up. It's like a snapshot in the day in the life of people that you don't know. Wrong. Hard you to made a mistake. This is your first step into a bad anime. Congratulations. Now, you really want to keep going. There's a step number two. All right, number two. Make certain your characters experience no emotional growth throughout the movie or series but why should None. events around them change them exactly they were perfect when they were first introduced without backstory well the in this case the theaters they had backstory yeah we're imagining that that this is your only screw-up and they had a backstory now the example i gave was dragon ball gt now to be fair the dragon ball series was not rife with character development that's true fine I'll be fair. Dragon Ball GT was the worst example of the bunch. Literally, the beginning after episode one, no one had any growth to the very last episode. They are the exact same people that they started with and they end with. It's like a baby eating a raisin. Goes in a raisin, comes out a raisin. That's exactly what happened with Dragon Ball GT. That is the worst, Everyone best example was... I've ever heard. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Everyone is exactly the same in the beginning and end. You want to make a bad anime? Here's your step two. Now, you want to go for a trifecta. Heck yeah, dude. I get it. I get it. You want the trifecta. Well, I got one for you. 
have a one-dimensional and cliche antagonist. Now, this is like you have a Bond villain, right? But but you have a Bond villain whose hatred of the hero is not clearly defined. He just hates him for some reason. They're it's important there. to him, but it's never known to you, the viewer. Because that would also require a backstory. Yes. Now, I th- this isn't a perfect example, but it's the only one I could think of. I'm only using examples from anime that I have personally reviewed on this channel. The Last Hope. Now, there was the first villain halfway through the first season. This was the seemed to be the arch villain of the series, Mr. Gold. All right. Duh, he's in gold. Now, already he's Bond villain named because he's named after what he looks like. Now, his hatred of the city and all of its inhabitants is so one-dimensional, I swear to God, I if 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 his if his reasons for existing were made manifest, it would literally give you a paper cut. It's so flimsy. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's two-dimensional. Oh, it would awful. cut you in half. Oh, it's it's awful. It's a, he was a laughable villain, a complete failure, completely ineffectual. Uh, you know, he didn't he didn't kill a single character, main or supporting. Oh, not even support characters. That's what they're no, for. No, he was a complete failure. Oh, did he capture one at least? No. Oh, no. he's really bad no. at his job. It was awful. It was awful. And but more importantly, he had no depth. He had no no uh, true reason for the hatred that he possessed, and like I said, he was a cliche Bond villain. He he had he had a as a matter of fact, his his final deal was a giant uh, death trap. Swear to God. Wow, his, that's just sad. His, his last thing was a death trap. It was awful. You so, have to escape it, from the giant teacup before the giant kettle pours the boiling water upon you. It was it was it wasn't that ridiculous, but really, you're not far off. Now. <laughs> You, you've got one, two, and three. You think, oh, oh, that's good enough. I can make a really bad anime with just three. Yes, you can. Yes, you oh, can, really but bad. not the worst. Not the worst. If you want to do the worst, you also need to incorporate number four. Under no circumstances have a climatic battle ever. And as you can... <laughs> yes, he, as he you did can it. See, he put it on there. <laughs> as you can see... I have the prime example of a trifecta. Dragon Pilot holds the record for the most of these on the list in one anime. Dragon Pilot is all about young virgin girls learning how to ride dragons for the reason of combat. Guess what never happens in the entire anime? Could it be... Well, they never ride on the dragon. They ride in them. Ah, ah, ah. That's, that's quibbling. Come on. Could it be... What's the one thing that never happens? Since it's number four, could it be combat? Combat on dragons. Yes. They <laughs> never go into actual combat with dragons. Versus they didn't actually make it past three episodes. Good. Good. I told you not to watch it at all. I drink more because of... Th- God. There is more sadness in the world because this exists. Are the worst dragon pilots supposed to look like they're stenciled? Because that's not what stencils look like. That's that's not. There's no stencil yes. font like that. 
No, no. Like I said, there's many things wrong with this. But Sheriff watched all his daughter liked it. Well, I'm, how old is your daughter? Three? Don't 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 tell Sharon. Don't, you shouldn't share. You should not tell Heathen Dog that because then he's gonna have to say stuff like you need to disown her. No, 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 no. I'm gonna say that you did not teach her right and she's not raised well. See something like that's, that. That's all See, your fault, not you hers. Were, you were inviting that. You knew that. Was I'm not blaming right. the victim. Not blaming the victim. Anyone right. who watches Dragon Pilot is a victim. Is a victim. Yes. And you did that to her. <laughs> and now, now, now she's gonna grow up to be bad. Okay. Now, but. Let, let, let's never fight let's say you've gone through all four and you said check 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 and guess what check i'm done no Not man only no you know this list. battle no battle at all exactly now you know that this list has five so you're not done you have not completed the 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 devil's guide to making horrible well, what else could you do to make it even more horrible than this? oh my goodness let me tell you get polygon pictures <laughs> to do the animation that's right people polygon pictures your oh, one-stop shop for the worst cgi in the industry <laughs> shares like i told you cg yeah yeah there it is there it is that's right polygon has uh has a contract with netflix to put out the crappiest looking anime in the genre and personally i don't even call it anime personally the the actual the, the 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 strictest definition says it is i have i have a more broad definition that says no it is not but cg anime loses all of the artistry it loses all of the depth it loses all of the flavor and what do you get in return more money in your pocket yes it is cheaper well, that I, is the only benefit. If you did like really CG. expensive, you know, Pixar level animation, you know, that's different. That's different. But no, they're not going for that. Netflix is going for cheap and lots of. That's what they're doing. And they got Polygon to do it because Polygon are the worst in the industry. They have no morality. Uh, no. Uh, what's the word? Soul. Soul. That's it. Soul. So uh, they'll say, yeah, we'll we'll try and ruin an entire genre of entertainment for you for, for ducats. Give Ooh. us your ducats. We like ducats. I'm entirely certain that some of this payment is 30 pieces of silver. So you want to ruin. You want the worst anime possible. The worst anime possible. Follow these five simple steps, and you too can make children the world over cry themselves to sleep at night the reason we bring you these five terrible things you can do to make the worst anime is that we want to let you know you could avoid these and make good anime uh, yes. it just seems i don't i don't really want you to make this if you if someone actually took this list and made me complicit in an anime created that incorporated everything in this list i would be honor bound to find you <laughs> and have words very angry words very angry words or you could pay him because you took his ideas. And then he no, just... I, I, like, look, I, no, I would not accept money. I would, I, nope. nope. Sheriff says number six, continue the story after the hero reaches his goal. <laughs> <laughs> One well, piece. I don't know, Dragon That's Ball true, keeps yeah. doing it. Uh, what, what, One Piece actually is uh, on, on Crunchyroll right now saying it's the last season. Uh, well, maybe. Until they make another maybe. one. Until, Until they, they come out with uh, One yeah, Piece I reboot, got nothing. you know. 
Alright. Well, that was tragic. But important to know. Yes. Thank you, Heathen Dog. You are welcome. So what are your thoughts in this segment? Tell me. Let me know. Uh, did we miss a worst anime? There's no worst anime than Dragon Pilot. But if you think no, you got one, let Heathen Dog know. Not me. Not Garthon. No Informo El Garthano. Heathen Dog. If you have any suggestions for future RNG topics, let us know. Uh, you also had to make a bad comic book, a good comic book, a bad RPG, a good RPG. Do you want to let us know how to do things right? We will tell you that. So, if you have any suggestions for future RNG stuff, or just any nerd topic you, you want us to munch about, we will do so. So, you can always get uh, other RNG topics where we talk about random things on the YouTube. Like, subscribe, share. You can see other things you do, more randomness, any anime, comic, game, nerd topics, nerd news, opinions, commentaries. If you have suggestions, let us know. If that doesn't fit into our normal stuff, we'll throw in the RNG, including movie reviews, comic industry stuff. So, you can join us for, for full streams of anime, comics, games, member-only chat and giveaways, the monthly Q&A with Legion of Myth, and your membership count toward our monthly Patreon giveaway goals. And then you can be there for our giveaways on our Twitch streams, which is always a great way to interact with us, like these fine people have today. Ah, share us with the future of the top five anime you like. Ooh. Heathen Dog says he is down with that. Did you want just his list or his list and my list? Ooh, that'd be cool. Both lists. Both of them. Oh, so two lists. Ooh, competing. Dueling banjo of lists. Oh, I don't know how many times I, I could put my terrible recommendations on one list <laughs> uh, alright so thank you everyone be a legionnaire upcoming information for all viewers alright everyone thank you very much for being here today I just want to let y'all know that we have upcoming activities as we exit and you must and we tell you about the things that we tell you about when we exit so, ah, our Twitch monthly follow subscriber giveaway, again, is on the 13th of July, 2019. Uh, follow subscriber giveaways, if 10 or more followers subscribe, subscribers enter, we'll give away two video game keys. If 20 or more, we'll also give away a PDF of a tabletop RPG supplement or supplement. Subscriber-only prizes, if five subscribers or more enter, one $25 Amazon gift card. 10 or more, two cards. 15 or more, three cards. 20 or more a physical copy of a tabletop RPG books. Be there. More entries, more prizes. We have a special tabletop RPG giveaway celebrating Gen Con. So, on the 3rd of August, we'll have a tabletop RPG episode. Watch the live stream Gen Con videos to see games in action. Then, on the 10th of August, we'll have our post-Gen Con giveaway where we'll be giving away tabletop RPGs, a PDF of the Cypher system. This is the next tabletop RPG series on sale now at Drive Your RPG. Watch unboxing and fundamental videos now on LLM's new YouTube channels. Physical copies of Hero Kids, Coriolis, Mutant Year Zero books. Many of these currently on sale through Drive Through RPG. For every physical copy we give away, we'll also give a PDF of the game's core rules. Thank you, Drive Through RPG. We appreciate you help us out with these review copies of books to give away for these contests. And don't forget, Hero Kids Creators Guild, drivethroughrpg.com slash c slash 24 slash hero dash kids. Upcoming TV, Gen Con 2020. Registration's in January of 2020. So please, do that. Register. Be there. Gen Con is fun. You'll enjoy it. Stream schedule. You know it. We talked about it. You love it. Elgarian. Every day. Try the Avatar. 9 a.m. Portal 2 at 6.30 with the Dog. That's p.m. Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Try the Avatar. Hidden Dog. Doing Portal 2 single player. Here's the Friday. Here's the 
Associate with Garthon on Thursday, with Empyrean and you, the viewers, and then Garthon is by himself on Sunday for Yakuza Kiwami at 9 p.m. Central. And don't forget the most important, the Legion with a live stream at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Anime reviews, comic reviews, tabletop reviews, Heath the Dog and Garthon are the dudes you want to peruse. I ran out of ooze. Okay. <laughs> Join us on Discord, watch us on YouTube.com, look for Legion Myth, get our gear, shop.spreadshirt.com, slash Legion of Myth, impress your friends, intimidate your enemies, find love with your Legion of Myth gear. Follow us on Twitter, Legion of Myth, tweet us, we'll tweet you, watch us live on Twitch, twitch.tv, slash Legion of Myth, the best way to interact with your favorite Legion of Myth hosts, or if it happens to be me, maybe your least favorite, that's okay, oh. I'll take it. Hey. Self burn. Hey, even if I'm on the, if you're not least favorite, I'm on the list. There you go. Here are our goals. We're getting them. We've met some. We need to keep meeting them to give you more things. We want to give the things. Give us the goals. That was adequate. That was good. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> if you give us the goals, we'll give you the things. There Be a member. Go. That's part of the goals. YouTube. Twitch. Subscribe. Patreon. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate you being with us. Surprised you're still here at this point. Because I was rambling. And that's fun. That's why we're here. And I'm the silver one. Thank you, everyone. Hey, I appreciate I'm it. a little bit. <laughs> Remember, everyone, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great diurnal novel. <laughs>